it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting as we always do. From the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not leak a Supreme Court draft about abortion. Buckle up, kids, because after a year of forcing you to get a vaccine you didn't want, the Democrats are back to saying, my body, my choice. Democrats are so full of crap. Are they ever? And it is on full display everywhere you look today after a SCOTUS clerk, presumably, leaked an opinion that says we could be on the verge of repealing Roe versus Wade. You know? But uh, don't get too excited because the same Democrats who said they were the party of children now fighting for their right to keep on killing them. And this is why we can't have nice things. We will discuss in this hour with Ben Dominich and your fine self. Feel free to chime in at 888-788-9910. You know the deal. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. Just don't be a Wow. I say it all the time. You want to host a talk radio show. Uh, in this day and age, you've got to be a mutter. That's an old horse racing term. They say if you want to win in horse racing, you've got to be willing to run on a sloppy track because uh, you never know where the elements are going to take you. Well, the elements have taken uh, this radio racehorse to a really sloppy uh, turf here at Churchill Downs on a Tuesday. Uh, and we're just going to dive right in and get, get to it. Uh, what happened late last night was an unprecedented leak out of the court. Uh, from some sort of activist. We don't actually know who did this. What we do know is that it was undoubtedly a Democrat who was privy to the court's leanings on its decision to potentially repeal Roe versus Wade, and they leaked the document to put all kinds of social pressure on the court. Bingo. It is wildly unprecedented, and I am not a court historian. Ben Dominich, who is as well-versed uh, on the issue as anybody, will be stopping by to kind of get you up to speed on the magnitude of the violation of trust that has just occurred in our Supreme Court, because starting there, Okay, regardless of how you feel about Roe versus Wade, this is the most sacred institution uh, in our governing body. Okay, the Supreme Court is supposed to be impervious to politics. It's supposed to have the privacy and the intellectual latitude to work these issues out before issuing public rulings. Clearly, in this instance, somebody didn't like where the ruling was headed, so they jumped out there, lit a match, and just turned the political world on fire. He knows what he's talking about. Now, as far as what I think, as far as what I feel, I mean, we're going to be all over the map here. I have said it before. I do believe I do believe that abortion will be this generation's slavery and that it's a human rights abuse that will age so horribly to future generations, mainly because we know a lot more about the science than we did when they passed Roe v. Wade. Okay, back in 1973, 50 years ago almost, when this became a thing, 
okay, we didn't know the extent of what these children could feel, what these infants could feel, what these fetuses could feel. Phrase it whatever way you want. The point is, okay, the my body, my choice crowd was making a choice that very much affected another body that didn't have a choice. And what we've gone on to learn is that getting past the early stages of pregnancy, that is a baby that can feel pain uh, at 15 weeks, at even as early as 12 weeks, they say. We know they can viably live outside the mother at 20 weeks. So this idea that you've got Democrats in states like Colorado pushing for full-term abortions is nothing more, nothing less than infanticide. Correct the mundo. Where it stands on abortion is this. Okay, if you were to look at the polling on this right out of the gate, okay, the majority of Americans actually do support a woman's right to choose. They do. Okay, but the vast majority also want restrictions on abortion, meaning they want it limited to the earliest stages of the pregnancy. What we've got here in front of us, if this was a sane generation, if this was a rational discussion, what we have here is a pretty easy compromise for everybody except the unborn who are getting screwed any way you slice it. Okay, but it's so fascinating in this moment to watch this play out because it's so very emblematic of everything else that goes on, meaning, you know, Elon Musk is buying Twitter. The Democrats are like, oh, it's a threat to democracy. No, it's actually it's actually not. It's what makes democracy work is he's ensuring free speech rights for everybody on the app. He's not saying you will lose your right if you're a Democrat. Okay, the only people that have ever lost speech rights since social media became a thing are actual Republicans who've been deplatformed nine times out of ten for telling you the truth. So that's something. Okay, but understand, even as it pertains to Roe, if it gets struck down by the court, it immediately returns to the states, meaning the people will continue to have a choice in whether or not this is a thing. So when the Democrats are telling you, oh, the Republicans are striking down Roe v. Wade, two presidents who appointed all of these judges who didn't even win the popular vote. We can't live in a country. Shut up. Will you shut up? Just shut up because you'll still have a choice. And, you know, maybe the win win for everybody here is if we do wind up in a situation where some states do ultimately ban it, other states still permit it to go on. We're going to have people driving to other states to get abortions, seeing as the majority of them are Democrats. Maybe the Democrats will finally do something about gas prices. Maybe that's the win here. Okay, at five ten a gallon in some parts of the country, maybe we get it down to three ninety nine because it'll make abortion access cheaper. I mean, there's never been a dumber time to be alive than right now. Okay, but understand. This was a leak. It was designed to put social pressure on the justices and create a scenario of mob rule, mob rule. Okay, barricade the courts. People are going to be out there protesting. It's going to get violent. This is how they get stuff done. The Democrats don't win at the ballot box, per se. They win in that court of public opinion where their social pressure campaigns can usually shame people into compliance. But in this instance, most people who are genuinely interested in the science know that the science isn't on the side of the Democrats. There's no moral high ground. Okay, when you're arguing for the right to continue to kill babies, you're not the good guy here. Okay, and I have great empathy for women and their right to choose. And let's be clear. I'm also very concerned about all of the pregnant men out there tonight. 
wondering where they're going to get some type of an abortion should they choose to get one because now we've taken away a man's right to choose. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Yeah, really. I did say a prayer last night for all the pregnant men. Uh, Thankfully, it didn't take long because there aren't any pregnant men. That's not a thing. And the Democrats have now been forced to return to the existence of biology. (laughs) Yo, it it is. I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you it was straight up. It is kind of funny. Like, abortion is a very heavy issue. But the fact that we're just weeks removed from a Supreme Court justice, a Supreme Court nominee who now sits on the bench, told us with a straight face that she couldn't define a woman. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. We've all known that. okay? but you would have gotten kicked off of Twitter a month ago if you were the Babylon Bee for tweeting that. Okay, but now we're going back to accepting that in our parlance because we all knew it to be true from the get go. But this is where the Democrats have really lost their 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 high ground. They've really lost their footing when it comes to this debate. Okay, because both of their political positions on abortion were pretty simple. Okay, it was my body, my choice for a long time. My body, my choice. But you really can't lay claim to that. After two years of forced vaccines, understand, a year and a half, whatever it was, they forced people to take vaccines that they did not want. And people said repeatedly, hey, whoa, aren't you the my body, my choice crowd? How come suddenly my body doesn't have a choice? And the Democrats were like, shut up, you animal! That's just how white folks will do you. And that's how they did you. They fired frontline health care workers. They fired the people who were out there working with no protection against the vaccine because it didn't exist yet in the infancy of this pandemic, in the early stages of the pandemic, where everybody else was at home learning how to cook, going to Zoom cocktail parties, and watching Tiger King in their free time. Okay, frontline healthcare workers were fighting this pandemic and trying to save lives. Okay, but those same frontline healthcare workers were fired. Because politically transactional Democrats, the ones who used to bang pots and pans at the end of a nursing shift to salute the frontline health care workers, were calling for their firing and termination within a year of that very moment if they didn't comply with the preferred narrative of their political party. It was disgusting, but it happened. But again, to go from my body, my choice to it's not your body, take a vaccine to now we're back to my body, my choice, you got to admit is a little laughable on its face. And the other issue we have is, oh, men shouldn't be making decisions about women's health care. But hold on a second, because you were telling us a week ago that men could get pregnant, too. I think he's got a point. Folks, we're living in, uh, I said this on Tucker last week, uh, we're living in the death of shame. We are living in something I consider to be the death of shame, where people will say anything. They will subject themselves to any indignity, it being a hypocrisy, it being some sociopathic you know, level of denial when it comes to the truth. People will subject themselves to any indignity if they think it's going to help their side in the fight. And uh, all I want to say to everybody who thinks this was like, oh, you know, this was a midterm move. The Democrats leaked it because they want to rile up the base. I got to be honest with you, man. Okay. Inflation is at a 40 year high. Okay, gas is so expensive. Again, at this point, if I was a cab driver, I would have to turn tricks behind Hess just to afford a gallon of gas. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. Okay, it's bad. The murder rate is up 32 percent. Okay, if you think you're living in a world where you're going to swing the midterms on the right to kill babies. Okay, I dare you to go ahead and try. 
because the only thing that will ultimately get aborted are the Democratic majorities in the Senate and the House. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. It's the number one children's show in the country. He's a lot better at radio than he is being a dad. Oh, snap. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you, it's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man you can hang out with at the Tampa Improv this Thursday night. Uh, There are still a few tickets left, uh, just a few. Uh, you can get them at ImprovTampa.com. We'll be down there for a 7.30 show. Right now we're talking about this abortion ruling because, you know, that's great for comedy. Holy heck, what a time to be alive. Chief Justice Roberts has released a statement in response to this leak. Here it is. Yesterday, a news organization published a copy of a draft opinion in a pending case. Justices circulate draft opinions internally as a routine and essential part of the court's confidential deliberative work. Although the document described in yesterday's reports is authentic, it does not represent a decision by the court or the final position of any member on the issues in the case. To the extent this betrayal of the confidence of the court was intended to undermine the integrity of our operations, it will not succeed. The work of the court will not be affected in any way. We at the court are blessed to have a workforce, permanent employees and law clerks alike, intensely loyal to the institution and dedicated to the rule of law. Court employees have an exemplary and important tradition of respecting the confidentiality of the judicial process and upholding the trust of the court. This was a singular and egregious breach of that trust that is an affront in the court and the community of public servants who work here. I have directed the marshal of the court to launch an investigation into the source of the leak. What the hell is the world coming to? I mean, I got to tell you, as as mores go, as norms go in the court, this has never actually happened. Like, it's never happened, which means it's only happening in this instance because there's somebody trying to put pressure on the ruling. I agree with that. 100%. Okay, a lot of the talk this morning... Uh, revolves around Justice Samuel Alito, who said back in January 2006 
that he would not he would not call Roe versus Wade settled law. It's a little convoluted, but this is the big clip making the rounds. I want you to hear this one first. It's clip two. Let me just ask you this. John Roberts said that Roe versus Wade is the settled law of the land. Do you believe it is the settled law of the land? Uh, it, it, it is a precedent. Uh, if settled means that it is, it can't be reexamined. Uh, then that's one thing. If settled means that it is a it is a precedent that is entitled to respect as stare decisis, uh, and all of the factors that I've mentioned come into play, including the the reaffirmation and all of that, then uh, it, it is a it is a, a precedent that is uh, protected, entitled to respect under the doctrine of stare decisis in that way. How do you see it? Uh, I've explained, Senator, as best I can how I see it. It is a, a precedent that has now been uh, on the books for several decades. It has been challenged. It has been reaffirmed. Uh, but it is an issue that is involved in litigation now at, at all levels. The force is strong with this one. Yeah, the force is strong there because essentially what he's saying is, you know, we're going to uphold the Constitution. The Constitution doesn't give anybody the fundamental right to an abortion per se, but he was going to follow the law of the land if it ultimately came to that. Well, lo and behold, it has come to that. In this case, the court is yet to rule on, and somebody has, again, issued a disgusting and unprecedented leak. Okay, of course, no hot-button debate, none at all, would be complete without the president weighing in with a verbal gaffe. Biden's lost his marbles. He really has. Listen to this reaction, the president speaking just an hour ago. Well, the idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child based on a decision by the Supreme Court, I think goes way overboard. We have a president that is clearly not all there. So, you know, Biden kind of taking you in the wrong direction there with what he meant to say. Uh, But the issue here is we're not getting rid of abortion rights. What's potentially hanging in the balance is putting us in a place, putting us on a legal footing where we're no longer committing infanticide. If you look at polling on this, 56 percent of Americans do support abortion in the first trimester. It goes down to 36 percent in the second trimester where we already have abortions taking place. It goes down to 19 percent in the third trimester where abortions are already taking place. So those majorities shift overwhelmingly after the first trimester. So you understand in having abortion that carries as far as the third trimester, we're in the same elect company as China. We are one of only eight countries in the world that would allow elective abortion after 20 weeks. Kaylee McEnany was saying that last week on our show. She said it last night on Hannity. Here it is, clip four. And it would mean that we are no longer one of eight countries, Sean. And yes, you heard me correctly. Eight countries in the world that allow elective abortion after 20 weeks. You're exactly right. And go back to the states, a state like Texas or a state like Mississippi could, you know, say after 15 weeks, no elective abortions, whereas a state like New York or New Jersey uh, could take a different path. So you understand different states could take different paths. This is not as simple as they strike down Roe and you can't get an abortion. But, of course, the Democrats are portraying it as such. 
and all of the legacy media outlets are doing the same. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage, and the editor that let it come out is garbage. Like, there is a rational conversation to be had here, especially when you look at the polling on abortion. But are we going to have a rational conversation about this? The answer would be no. No, not even a little. Me and Ben Dominich will. He's joining us next. He's a superstar Fox News contributor. Uh, but the rest of the world has gone real housewife. Everybody's pulling each other's hair, and well, they're probably not throwing wine because they need the booze at this point, the way Biden's governing. But we'll mop up the mess after this with Ben Dominich. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, it sure is. And I am fired up to talk to this next guest. Because the last time I spoke to him, I was seeing double. It'll be a lot easier this time around without all the slurred speech from Washington correspondence parties. Uh, he is a superstar Fox News contributor, uh, a big-time writer over at the Transom, Ben Dominich, uh, back on the show. Yo, man. Hey, uh, it's good to be with you, Jimmy, uh, here at the end of all things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It's all over, man. It's all, it's, who knew what we were toasting on Friday night was actually the end of the world? <laughs> well, it did have a little bit of that vibe to it. Uh, you know, the, the Brian Stelter was there. You know, there were there was, you know, a total attitude of depression in the room, uh, mostly from the CNN uh, members of the team. Uh, and look, I, I, I got to applaud you, man, because you were the best dressed guy in the building. And, Boom! Uh, and, and thank you for uh, for uh, astounding us all with your with your approach to men's fashion. Um, the the thing that I am thinking about today mm-hmm. is mostly uh, the fact that Joe Biden, when he first ran for the Senate from mm-hmm. Delaware, mm-hmm. Um, which he informed us the other day, has only had one senator uh, <laughs> uh, in, in his wisdom. Um, you know, when he ran, he ran as a pro-life Democrat. Mm-hmm. He described himself in an interview at the time as uh, the most socially conservative person that you knew. Mm-hmm. Um, he you know, said that he was someone who you know, certainly uh, disagreed with the Roe v. Wade decision that the court had made, uh, someone who was going to defend kind of the social conservative values mm-hmm. uh, if elected at, uh, to the Senate. Yep. And today he is out there, you know, saying, uh, decrying this, uh, this leaked potential opinion uh, saying that it is the end of our politics and, uh, you know, would be you know, deeply hurtful and all these other things. Yeah. And here's what I have to say to that. Mm-hmm. The truth is that the American people ought to be trusted to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is fundamental. If, if you believe in the people, if you trust the people, then you ought to be in favor of them having the ability to make decisions closest to where they are mm-hmm. when it comes to their governance. And that's what Roe v. Wade reversed. It took that uh, decision about abortion politics, which at the time was banned. Uh, abortion was effectively banned in about 30 states when Roe v. Wade came down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just ripped it away yep. from all the American people to make any kind of decision about how they were going to be governed. Uh, And it found 
writes, as this uh, opinion, this leaked opinion details, mm-hmm. uh, in all manner of amendments and, and the like. But the, it really, it was just a bunch of hand-waving mm-hmm. at the idea of a national abortion regime, yep. one that I think has ill-served the American people. It's made us a radical nation, a mm-hmm. nation that is out of step, frankly, not just with you know our allies around the world, but certainly with Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you know effectively abortion is banned either at the 15th week or the 20th week, you know, mm-hmm. it's spread across all these different European countries. Mm-hmm. And look, most Americans uh, are in that same position. Mm-hmm. They are in favor of uh, bans at the end of the first trimester, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, bans effectively, you know, at various points within pregnancy. Yep. But that's not something that they could do. Because we had this national regime mm-hmm. that said abortion on demand at all times, at any point, is not just something that is a you know what's a right. It's a fundamental right. Yep. It's a determinant in terms of uh, our uh, you know abilities as a people in order to function. This was always a lie. It's a lie that the Democratic Party embraced. Um, they embraced it to its fullest. Abortion became effectively a, a, a term of of religion for them uh, on the level of climate change. Mm -hmm. And it became something that unfortunately has determined our politics for a long time. And one thing I will say, Mm -hmm. you know, that will come out of this, assuming that it resolves the way that, that things, uh, you know, seem to indicate is Donald Trump, certainly someone who spent most of his life as a person who didn't give, uh, two bits about the abortion issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly not someone who anyone would describe as a social conservative mm-hmm. or a pro-life advocate. He has the ability to go out there and claim, you know, hey, I did this. Yeah, I did this. I got you to six to three. Yeah, how about this? That's a hell of a you know feather in the conservative cap. I mean, my word, it's crazy. But there's so we're talking to Ben Dominic. If you're just joining us, uh, there's so much to this. I want to ask you about really quick. First and foremost, okay, because I agree with you that they've advanced abortion in our politics with the use of social pressure in a way that really stifled any scientific discussion. Like we know scientifically a lot more now than we did 50 years ago. And oh my gosh, I'm yes, yeah, 50, 50 yeah. years ago. 50 years ago, the argument was the fetus can't feel pain. Mm-hmm. It was it was that this is this is basically a clump of cells. Yes. And now we know so much better about it. And, yes. Um, well, we're aborting babies and, that uh, can viably live outside the mom after 20 weeks. Oh my gosh. I mean, Jimmy, I know I have met children mm-hmm. who have lived and survived outside their mother at 25 weeks. Yeah. Think about that. That's just that's something that is was impossible yeah. you know and yet and yet that that timeline is getting earlier and earlier because the science is getting better because our uh you know we are we are eventually going to reach a point where you know the unwanted fetus the unwanted child can live outside the womb and that will be of great benefit to us you know as a people but mm-hmm. you know look this is this is a nuclear bomb uh, when it comes to our politics. Yes, because the Republican Party isn't ready for it, mm-hmm. and and they have not done kind of the the, the nobody thought that it was going to come mm-hmm. as quickly as it has, and so they haven't done the prep work, 
And what that what does that mean? What does it look like? It means that we are about to have an issue go back to the states and suddenly all the leftists are going to know who their state senator is for the first time in a long time. Yep. Because there, it's not just about roads and you know uh, fixing the, the 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 asphalt and yeah the gig change the local drainage funding for the little league parade thing. is kind of taking yeah, a back exactly, seat now exactly no yeah. now now it's about now it's about you know is is abortion a thing here or not and mm-hmm. so look that's going to be it's going to be high intensity it's going to have some uh, you know really significant ramifications politically mm-hmm. but one thing that I do believe in is this there is a clear migration of hispanic voters who are particularly religious into the conservative movement at mm-hmm. this moment they are moving in that direction already organically mm-hmm. because of the way that they have responded to CRT and to the shutdowns of schools and to the ridiculous radical leftism of the teachers' unions. Yeah, and they don't love the they yeah. don't love the border either. We're talking to Ben Dominic. No, by the no, way. they don't. They don't. But yeah. if if you want to see that continue as a Republican, you need to figure out how you're going to talk about the abortion issue because they are solidly far to the right of where the Democratic Party is. And and if you want to cement Hispanic voters in America as being part of the conservative coalition mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future, which is what I believe, you know, that the party bigwigs and Karl Rove and mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell, they would all like to see that, mm-hmm. then you need to take a stand on this abortion stuff in a way that will bring them in and say, no, we're not going to get all weak need. We're not going to cater to the the wine mom, you know, white uh, liberal lady set, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the Chardonnay um, uh, Antifa set. You know, the ones who you know, the ones who donated to Black Lives Matter and now they're yes. calling the cops on them because they bought a mansion yes. in their Beverly Hills neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a black man wandering around. Ma'am, you bought his house, ma'am. You bought his house for him. <laughs> That's Dave Chappelle, ma'am. <laughs> Oh, funny. So so the thing is, the thing is, that's not something that Republicans have been particularly good at historically, Mm -hmm. but they're going to need to get good at it and get good fast. Let me ask you this when you talk about that. I don't mean to interrupt you, but specifically the messaging on abortion and getting good at it. Isn't there a lot of ground to be gained with black voters if we had an honest Mm. discussion about the origins of abortion and its intent? Jimmy, you are you are talking to me now from a city in which there are more black babies aborted every year than are born. Wow. And that's just a fact. It's been a fact for a long time. And, you know, uh, it, uh, it, this was one of those situations where uh, I believe a politician a couple of years ago said this publicly in PolitiFact, uh, attempted to fact check her and, and found out. Oh, actually, she's she's right. Wow. <laughs> um, That's insane. How 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 inconvenient. Um, but this is this is one of those things where, look, I think conservatives and Republicans are entirely in favor of the idea that men bear responsibility in these moments. Mm-hmm. That you know, if you are going to, you know, the 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 left likes to throw throw this out there. Oh, you know. Well, you know, are you in favor of saying that, you know, 
if if a woman is bearing a child that the man has to to pay for for everything that she goes through and the response from conservatives is yes <laughs> yes, we're okay with that. Not only are we okay with that, we think that should be mandatory. We're good with that. Yeah. You know, this is this is you can't have a situation, Jimmy, mm-hmm. where it's you know my body, my choice, your baby, your problem. Yeah, that is not a situation that is good for the country. Mm-mm. It's one that we need to move on from. And look, uh, all across the country, you know, and I travel quite a bit and 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 do speaking events and, and, and go and travel to cover things. And people come up to me all the time and they thank me for, for uh, the hosting stuff that I did on the mm-hmm. 7 p.m. hour when, when we devoted a whole show to abortion. Mm-hmm. And they come up to me all the time. It's cited over and over again. And I think the reason for that is we have very few people who are willing to make that issue a focus because it's so uncomfortable. Yes. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, and we, and we know people on all sides of it. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. You know, we know the, the, the woman who had an abortion and regrets it. Mm-hmm. We know the, the people who are on the other side of it because, you know, they uh, were adopted or abandoned or something like that. Listen, in the house I grow up in, I know the mom who didn't have an abortion and regrets it. But that's another yeah. story for another time. <laughs> but, um, but you know, I mean, my both my wife and I have uh, have siblings who were adopted, mm-hmm. uh, both of whom were abandoned. Wow. And it's one of these things where you know there is, look, this is as important to to, to people, you know, as a, an issue can be. Mm-hmm. The Republican Party and the Conservative Coalition in this moment needs to be ready to stand up and make the argument. For their policies, defend them, and to be out there and not to retreat, not to adopt a defensive posture, because that's what the left is going to try to do with this. They're going to try to make these midterms about the abortion issue in a way that benefits them, Mm -hmm. and the way to respond to that is not to abandon the field. It's to take the argument back to them. To be prepared to defend your position. Listen, they and got I the think science. That a lot of people are going to need to wake up to that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and the truth is, if the Republicans had any balls, like they have the science on their side, they have the polling on their side beyond the first trimester. Yes. You know? Yeah. So it's like yeah. if, if, if ever there was a time for them to grow a pair and actually fly into the storm, <laughs> like, but this is it, man. Hey, answer. Oh, my gosh. That's, so that's, that's asking so much of them, Jimmy. I they, they do. Well, that's what I figured out about the real thing they, was, they hated about Trump. I mean, there were so many things he does that rub people the wrong way. Yeah. But the thing I think that pissed them off the most is, you know, most people in Washington have figured out the bare minimum they have to do to hold on to their job. So when this guy showed up that was actually trying for whatever you think of his policies, I think he was, you know, sadly uh, duped into believing there was a world where he could go down as a consequentially good president. You know, he didn't know they were never going to give him credit for that, but he he worked uh, like he wanted to, and I think it made a lot of other people have to fight back for once, and they didn't appreciate that. But oddly enough, although he left the office in, you know, various states of disgrace, like you said, if he gets to lay claim to the fact that he struck down Roe v. Wade, I think his presidency ages really well in conservative circles, no? A hundred percent, and I think that and I think that he should lean into that. I mean, yeah. it's it's look, it's it's a bizarre situation, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think that we all have to acknowledge that, you know, having the balls 
to say, no, we're going to give you Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah. You know, that that is significant. Yep. You know, and uh, and historically, I think it should be appreciated. Yeah. And look, Jimmy, you know, what whatever your listeners opinions are when it comes to this issue. And I know that they all have opinions because, mm-hmm. you know, there's not someone you can find that doesn't have an opinion on this issue. Um, the truth is that the science is moving only in one direction, which is indicative of earlier and earlier ability to understand of what the formation of human life looks like. And the ability to survive out the, outside the womb is only going to increase. Yep. And you are eventually, we are eventually going to be able to meet someone who survived outside the womb, either in an artificial environment or another environment. Yep. You know that that happened. You know within mm-hmm. twenty weeks, eighteen weeks. Oh, it's coming. Weeks. There's no question. It's coming. But, I mean, like, like uh-huh. this is this is not a situation where the yeah. left can use science no. to further their effort. They no. know that they are spiraling. Yeah, they don't want to have that conversation. Uh, that's why they don't they don't want to? And have that's it. why you see the desperation. Oh, that's for sure. Why you see what they're doing? That's yeah. why I'm about to go get rich here in New York City, selling handmaid's costumes on Sixth Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> Big seller. That's that's that. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss my commercial break. I love you, buddy. We'll do it again soon. <laughs> I love you, Jimmy. Be well, Bye. buddy. You're the best. Take care. There he goes, Bye. the legendary Ben Dominich. There we go. Back after this. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Shout out to the great Ben Dominic, who really does speak with an authority and command on the abortion issue. Here's the deal, man. If you are a Republican in elected office right now, okay, right now, you've got to get mad. This is your moment to really take the fight. The Democrats want this to be the issue. It was leaked because they want this to be the deciding issue in the midterms. They don't want to talk about inflation. They don't want to talk about gas. They don't want to talk about the murder rate. They'd love to mobilize their base with an issue like abortion. But the truth is, if you look at the science behind abortion and what we now now know versus what we knew then, okay, the overwhelming majority of voters support a ban on abortion in the second trimester and the third trimester. Understand, there are eight countries in the world that have the abortion rules that we have. China happens to be one of them. Nobody in Europe, nobody in Europe, nobody, not any country that we all claim to model ourselves after and we're members of, you know, NATO and everything in between. Nobody is allowing the infanticide that we're allowing here in America. So if ever there was a moment for the Republicans to step up and take the fight to Democrats, that moment is now. So I'm going to keep doing it for them. You got some big testicles to pull this up. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. It sure is. And we are fired up. we got a big hour. We are, of course, coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. I say it at the top of every hour because it's true. And we are broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And you got to lace him up. This hour is going to be an absolute track meet. Brian Brenberg, who is an econ whiz, a professor at the King's College, he is going to be stopping by to have a discussion 
about some economic issues. But the big one right now taking center stage happens to be the abortion debate where the Democrats, someone on the activist side, has leaked a Supreme Court memo, a Supreme Court draft opinion saying they're on the verge of repealing Roe versus Wade. Now, as you would imagine, uh, the Democrats are now all hands on deck when it comes to fundraising. You know, yesterday we were playing you those clips where they were like, never let a good crisis go to waste. Okay, this document hadn't even seen the light of day. And Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi... Even a gal by the name of Kamala Harris. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. <laughs> they are hitting the email trail saying, give me that money, girl. Midterms are coming. Republicans are declaring war on women. We're all going to die. Baby, you got to give me some money, girl. Would you go ahead and send me that cash? That's what they're saying. They want that cash. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. And they are, of course, also trying to uh, accumulate some currency in the form of political clouts by mobilizing their base off of the abortion issue, something we were discussing with Ben Dominich earlier that we will continue to discuss for the remainder of today's show. If you're a Republican out there listening, and uh, I know a lot of you are listening. I was in D.C. this weekend, and I was patently horrified at the amount of people who told me they listened to this show. I was like, this is not good. <laughs> it's like real. Oh man, I really got to pull my act together. You know, um, you know, radio is a very intimate medium, and they tell you you're always supposed to broadcast like you're talking to one guy. Well, the one guy I'm picturing is at a McDonald's drive-through with a bag of fries from Wendy's, who's on his way to Chick-fil-A next to get a chicken sandwich to go with the Big Mac he bought. You know, I'm I'm not generally talking in my mind to the Senate or the House or anybody in between, but apparently a lot of you are listening. If you're a Republican, if you are a Republican, this is your moment to grow a set of balls. What the hell did you just say? No, the science is on your side. We're just talking sports now. This isn't politics. Like I said, my job is not to get you to vote one particular way. My party is America. I want people to root for their country harder than their party. In this instance, when it comes to the abortion fight, if you're rooting for America, you are, in fact, rooting for the conservative principle. Why do I say that? Because when it comes to this country and life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, children who can exist outside of their mother's womb are currently being denied. They are currently being denied that opportunity. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Yo, only eight countries in the world. Eight countries. China being one of them. China. That's who we're on board with, on a level footing with here. The biggest human rights abuser in the world. A country with a one-child policy. A country where children are making Nike sneakers for next to no money while LeBron James whines about injustice and oppression here at home. We're like, hey, can you speak up, Bronny? We can't hear you over the sewing machine. It's unbelievable. But the point is, okay, we're doing something. We're committing infanticide in this country when we're aborting babies beyond 20 weeks, uh, when we're aborting babies at a time when they are viable outside the womb. Science tells us that. And if Republicans were smart, they would go on the offensive here. They wouldn't watch the Democrats stone the Supreme Court and threaten to burn down every state legislature. And get on board and say, hey, men have no right. What are you talking about? 
You know, because the truth is, you know, three weeks ago, we were told men could have babies with a straight face. That is a fact check false. We know it's a fact check false, but you still got thrown off of Twitter for saying it. Okay, the apple of pregnant man emoji. Do you remember that? That was embarrassing. Of course it was. Yeah, when you're driving past a house in the suburbs, they have a big decorative stork on the front lawn that says, it's a boy. They're not talking about the mom. They're talking about the kid. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. This is bananas. Okay, so there is a moment here for them to go on the offensive because Lord knows the Democrats already are. Here is Joe Scarborough. I know you get mad at me, but i got to play you a clip from Morning Joe. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Here is Scar. I'm sorry. Listen, I had to hear this in prepping the show. you got to hear this. Here it is, clip six. You know, the court's always been guided by the law, but it's also been keenly aware that as the only unelected branch of American government, they needed to not appear to be openly contemptuous of public opinion. One more thing. Look at this picture, Mika, from Madeleine Albright's funeral. Mm. The five Democratic politicians on the front row won the most votes in the presidential elections of 1992. 1996, 2000, 2008, 2012, 2016, and 2020. And yet, Mm. a half century of constitutional rights supported by over 70% of Americans. Let me underline that again because people lying to you uh, on other channels will never say this. Over 70% of Americans support that constitutional right. It'll be swept away by the presidents not in this picture and the presidents who were outvoted in each one of those elections over the last three decades. Now, Americans will rightly conclude that their voices and their votes no longer matter. You suck! Yeah, jackass. So what's he going after there? He's going after the popular vote, the Electoral College. Presidents appointed these justices who did not win the popular vote. Ergo, they have no right to be shaping the courts. And the answer is, whoa, that's not right. (laughs) Joe Biden chiming in. The last thing we need to do is hopped up as I am is bring someone onto the show who doesn't actually speak English. That isn't good. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. No, No time for that link, man. Okay, the God's honest truth is they're trying to weaponize this from every angle. Pack the court. Get rid of the Electoral College. Yo, the reason the Electoral College exists, just so you understand, is our framers, founding fathers, had the good sense to realize that you can't have the values in one part of the country deny a voice to the rest of the country. Meaning if it comes down to population, then New York and California are the determining voices, are the determining lifestyles. You know, the two states that more people are fleeing than anywhere else in the country right now? These idiots, the ones who literally cut billions of dollars from police budgets. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Okay, they would be speaking for you. That's why we have an electoral college. So that regional representation on a state-by-state basis offers everybody a vote, offers everybody a voice in how our governments run. Do you really want to live in a world where all of your values at a federal level are dictated by the people who turned San Francisco into the world's largest outdoor restroom? Seriously, because if you want to live in that world... Uh, and you create that world, you better watch where you step when you're walking down the street, man. 
Really, though, just abusing that drop. But for good reason, man. Uh, you know, what we're talking about here. Oh, we got to, you know, stack the court. We got to get rid of the Electoral College. They're all, you know, trying to mobilize their base. They're fired up about this. But what Joe Scarborough doesn't understand and where he's lying to you, okay, is if you take an itemized approach to the abortion issue, okay, support falls precipitously by length of the pregnancy, by the stage of the pregnancy in which that abortion would be authorized. Two, if you look at the polling like this, only 30 percent of Americans truly support a repeal of Roe v. Wade. That is actual reporting, 30 percent. Only 30 percent support repealing it, okay, as a broad consensus, meaning a ban on abortion. That question is framed to them on, as would you ban abortion. Now, understand, if you repeal Roe v. Wade, you are not banning abortion. You are simply sending the right back to the states. So all of this electoral college has to go away. Popular vote matters. They're talking about a federal level because why? Democrats want every single thing in your life from cradle to the grave decided by the people in Washington. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. And when it comes to Roe v. Wade, it gave all of the power to the federal government and denied people their individual voice. So when Joe you know, Scarborough says, oh, the, your vote doesn't matter anymore. Yo, your vote matters more than ever. Because if they return this to the state level, how your specific state votes will determine what your specific rights are. At a federal level, okay, what they're pushing for is a popular vote approach to this where the cities with the highest concentration of population get determined the values for the rest of the country, okay? Meaning New York, meaning California, whatever they want to do is what you're doing in Minnesota and Montana. That's not right. Even Kevin Meaney knows it's not right, okay? Think about that for a second. Here's Rachel Maddow going full gloom and doom. It's a South America-style abortion ban. Clip seven. If the, the ultimate ruling from the court is going to look anything like this, and we're going into a midterm season where the Republicans are poised to take the House and the Senate, um, then, you know, President Biden is still President Biden, and he would presumably veto such a measure. But if the, in the event that we had a Republican president in 2024, um, that's where we'd be. We'd be at a, you know, South America-style nationwide abortion ban in America. Girl, please stop talking right now. Yo, we would be at a South American-style abortion ban? That is offensive, and it is not true. Yo, they would simply return it to states' rights. Meaning if you live in New York, guess what? Abortion is going to be legal because it's overwhelmingly Democrat. If you live in California, if you live in Portland, Oregon, okay, you're going to have your abortion rights. There's going to be abortion everywhere, okay, sadly. People will have the right to travel to other states to get an abortion. Yes, that's inconvenient. But you know what's really inconvenient? You know what's really, really inconvenient? Getting killed at a time when you could live outside the womb. That's true. That is true. Okay, remember I said this, man. Okay, the scientific advances will depict abortion as this generation's slavery, meaning an unfathomable human rights abuse that was carried out at a time when it was acceptable in parts of the world to do so. Understand. The abortion laws the Democrats are behind right now are not acceptable in most of the world. There's only eight countries in the world, okay? You're talking about hundreds and hundreds of countries, okay? There are only eight in the world 
that have the abortion laws that we do. So understand, we are already, to most of the world, doing something barbaric, committing a human rights abuse in real time. A hundred years from now, as you know more about science, they're going to be like, wait, you were doing what? How? Oh, my God, what a monster you are. But they've always depicted this as, you know, as a woman's rights to choose. And I don't want to deny woman, a woman her body autonomy. But at the same point, if we know her choice is affecting a second viable life, at some point we've got to be able to have an honest conversation about this. You know, the Democrats want you to believe this isn't a conversation to be had. You know, men have no right talking about what goes on with a woman's body. And, well, I mean, if you're really going to look at it that way, Roe v. Wade, okay, was that ruling came down by a court that was all white men. There was nobody else on the court but white men at the time Roe v. Wade became a thing. So if men shouldn't have a say, maybe we should be praising the progress we've made since then with a far more diverse court constituted of men and women of all colors. Okay, you've got Latinos. We've got our first black female justice, even though with a straight face, she told us that she can't tell us what a woman is. You suck. That was for you, Katanji Brown Jackson. We've got Kavanaugh and wow, Amy Coney Barrett's in the house now. Sonia Sotomayor. We're as diverse as we've ever been making these decisions on women's bodies. Shouldn't we be cheering the progress? I don't know. Doesn't sound like we are. Doesn't sound like we're fans of inclusion today. But, of course, Jeffrey Tubin over at CNN, who still has a job, Jeffrey Tubin said he found the leak from the court shocking. And if anybody knows anything about shocking, it's the guy who pulls his <laughs> during a Zoom meeting with his employees. Take it away, Jeffrey. It's clip 13. There has never been a leak anything like this. There's never been a leak of a vote much less an actual opinion, much less in a case of this significance. Uh, It's really going to be an interesting question, uh, putting aside so much about what this means for the institution of the Supreme Court, you know, what it means for the respect that the justices and the court's decisions are held. The idea that a, a, a decision of this magnitude could lead Um, is really a shattering experience for the justices and the court. He's actually right in this instance. He is 100 percent right uh, that the courts have seen a violation of trust that's really unprecedented in this lifetime, uh, in the history of the court, to be fair. And that's, you know, Jeffrey Tubin, a guy who has a lot of pull. But the point is, if even Tubin knows this was wrong, again, the guy who had his junk out on a company Zoom knows it was wrong. Okay, we're in a position where, you know, this little Democratic game they've been playing in Washington and getting away with all kinds of murder and nefarious deeds based on nothing more than social pressure. uh, This is the moment, Republicans, if you lean in on the science where the Democrats officially run out of quarters and this little video game comes to an end. Jimmy Fallon. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. No matter what you think about this outcome, the leak itself represents a shocking and unprecedented breach of the court's confidentiality. It is not up to a law clerk or any employee of the court to leak a decision In what is a naked attempt to try to change the outcome, I was a Supreme Court law clerk. And I know because I saw it. 
Opinions go back and forth. Drafts of opinions go back and forth. Language changes. Sometimes, sometimes, even votes might change. And through the entirety of the court's history, no matter how controversial or disruptive the court's decisions have been, none of those draft opinions ever leaked. You know why? Because everyone in that building understood that was a line that could never be crossed. And essentially what she's saying to whoever did this is... You are disgusting. This is unfathomable. I mean, when you talk about, like, January 6th and attempts to upend the rule of law... I mean, this is insanity because this turns all of D.C. on its head and ushers in an era of, you know, chaos and violent activism and everything in between. This is an unprecedented leak. And understand, it was done specifically to force the hand of these justices, specifically to force the political unrest that we're about to see. This is disgusting what's going on here. But what I say is don't, whoa, you know, we always like to be the bigger people on this show. But if you're really smart, man, if you're really smart, if you're the Republicans, just start posting the science. You know how they say follow the science? Post the science all damn day. Post it. Because the science does not favor the activist side of this argument. It just doesn't. And that's where, you know, if the Republicans really are as in, you know, committed to taking back the Senate and the House, as we all know they are. Obviously, these people, you know, live and breathe on nothing more, nothing less than power. You know, what the Democrats thought was going to be the glitch play that was going to get them back into the driver's seat despite the fact that they've run the country into the ground could really turn into a backfire of spectacular magnitude. Remember how throwing Trump off Twitter was supposed to help the Democrats, you know, because Trump wouldn't be around to run his mouth anymore? Okay, we all know how that worked out because it left the focus on them, and now they're trying to change it yet again. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. They are playing uh, Insane in the Brain by Cypress Hill, which I think is an adequate walk-on song for Twitter any day of the week. But Twitter today is, a, I mean, it's garbage time. They have sent in the goon squad. But joining us now to restore order, a man I consider to be above the fray. You know, and they say, like, the adults are back, and this guy would be one of the adults. Uh, he is, of course, a Fox News contributor, a superstar financial analyst. Uh, he is an econ professor at the King's College, and he dumbs it down now for the community college crowd of Jimmy Fallon. Brian Brenberg, back on the show. <laughs> hey, man. I, th- I thought for sure you were going to say Insane in the Membrane is a great theme song for the class I'm going to give a final in today. That's where I thought you were going, <laughs> for sure. Is, is today a final? I did not know that. I, in a matter of half an hour, Jimmy Fallon, I'm going to be giving the first of two finals in this finals week at the King's College. So it's a big day. It's a big day. I'm stretching out, getting the hamstrings ready to go. This is a big one. <laughs> you got to hydrate. You don't want to pull a hammy out there passing out those right. papers on the, on the desks. Yo, this is so foreign to me as a guy who went to community college. Like, our final was a Madden tournament when I was at Nancy. <laughs> 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 no, you. I knew you were a valedictorian. Now I know why. That's impressive. Yeah, that no, I, is, uh, I. I won a Super Bowl uh, with the Houston Oilers. <laughs> it was. Uh, I won their old fictitious <laughs> Super Bowl with Warren Moon and the old Houston Oilers. It was a proud day, and uh, yeah, that made me number yeah. one in the class. Man, that is so great. We play in a lot of Madden 
1993 when I was in college. It wasn't 1993, but we were going old school and playing Madden 93 when I was in college, <laughs> which was so much fun. That was the game. It didn't matter what you had going on. It was always going to be your first resort if you had 10 minutes to spare. Oh, was it ever? And you know why, was, why Madden was so much better in the early 90s? Because it was all about the football. Now it's so involved. They have ownership mode. I'm not making this up. You can set the, you can literally set the hot dog prices at the concession stand. You can pick out a uniform. I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. You can sell personal seat licenses. Like the EA Sports, the pro sports games have gotten so realistically, you can na- you can nail a Kardashian. It's crazy if you play in career so mode. You, go ahead. Can you can you blame Putin for inflation in uh, Madden 2022? <laughs> Is there a Putin price hike, or these, how are we dealing with Yo, that? these are Putin's pretzel prices. These are Putin's pretzel prices. That's <laughs> that's why it's twelve fifty at Yankee Stadium. It's Putin's pretzel price. Um, listen, there's a lot of econ stuff to get into really quick, but can we at least take a moment to applaud how polite and reasonable everyone on Twitter is being in response to this SCOTUS leak? <laughs> uh, I mean, I you know, I've I've kind of been on it all day because you just you, you want to witness people going completely insane sometimes. It's just it's interesting, you know. Sociologically, it's interesting to watch a group of people completely melt down. And Twitter is offering that on a second by second basis. So you kind of grab the popcorn and, and sit in the front row and watch that thing happen. <laughs> yeah, if you ever want to raise your own self esteem, like Twitter, actually TikTok's pretty good for that too. But Twitter is out of control, Brian Brenberg. But that's not what yeah, we're here yeah. to discuss. Uh, we're here to discuss the big issue on everybody's mind, which is the Brenbergs coming to the Fail of Family's house oh. uh, for a state dinner on Saturday. How are the Brenbergs feeling right now? Is anyone nervous? Well, like I said, I mean, you called me on it last time we talked. I'm actually getting Timmy into fighting shape for this one. So he is he's doing a lot of jump roping right now. He's got that gray sweatsuit out, a lot of uh you know, Rocky Five soundtrack playing in the background. So hey, whoa, 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 Rocky Five? Only That's three the and a half feet. <laughs> Rocky. What am I talking about? Yeah. Rocky Five. I'm 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 uh I'm talking Rocky Four. Rocky Five is where you throw the DVD out the window uh, <laughs> and watch anything that's on PBS because it's one of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> Although you know Timmy Gunn, you could call him Timmy Gunn, right? You got Tommy Gunn, you got Timmy Gunn. So. So there my, you go. Does that mean I'm going to have to fight Timmy on my front lawn? It's bad enough I got to fight Lincoln when I get a few in me. <laughs> Not good. Not good. We're talking to the great Brian Brenberg. Uh, and I would say this, by the way, because Lincoln now he is. He's like a legit 6'3". He has developed because he likes a slap box. That's all he ever does. Anywhere we're going, he'll just like smack me, you know, politely and be like, what do you got? Come on. But it's like some days it's exhausting because he's 6'3". So I'm like, I'm fighting a grown man. And he has decent hand speed, you know. And it's like sometimes at the end of the day, you just don't want to fight a guy. That, that's why I'm working so hard in my career. I'm trying to get famous enough that I can have someone beat up my son for me. Like I have a bouncer. Like I could hire Tyrus and bring him home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Isn't it? It's got to be weird to get to that spot though where you're you're sizing up your son and you're like you know what i don't have any advantages anymore (laughs) the kid's bigger than me he's stronger than me probably smarter than me i mean in every category the 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 son has become the dominant one in the relationship that's tough i mean i don't know i'm 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 feeling for you Well, well can i tell you something really this i don't know if people will respect this or not but when lincoln first like took a liking to sparring 
I would actually talk to him about form, about, you know, if you're a righty, you want to be you want your back foot planted, you know, your left as your lead hand and teaching him combinations and stuff like that. Like two months ago, I stopped evolving his teaching like he knows uh, I've taught him enough. <laughs> But now when we fight, like, I know how to slip punches and, and slide left to hit him left, slide right to hit him right. I have had to engage in combinations that do give me an unfair advantage. But I don't, you know, I don't feel bad about it. Again, the kid is 6'3". I'm working 22 hours a day. I should be allowed to retain some of my advantages from a tactical standpoint, no? <laughs> you just right. got to go, what is it, Leon Spinks? Was it Spinks oh, who yes. Tyson dropped in, like, 25 seconds? Oh, Michael Spinks. Yes, yes, yes. Michael Spinks. Michael Spinks, you got to see. I got the Spinks part right. You got to just go Michael Spinks on. Take a fall, and, you know, get your payout and end it all right there. That's it. That's <laughs> 91, all you do. Ninety-one seconds. We're out of here with the win. Um, <laughs> well, here, listen. The, the, the economy also taking a little bit of a beating to segue magically because I know how to do that. There you go. Uh, Biden caught some heat for laughing at inflation jokes at the correspondence dinner. Personally, laugh at the jokes. It doesn't matter. If he doesn't laugh, it's not like it's going to lower the price of gas. But my question to you is, is anything going to lower the price of anything between now and the midterms? Man, there's just nothing on the horizon. It's just – look, the the sad reality is the administration, Biden, has absolutely zero intention, zero interest in doing anything about higher prices. So here's what's going to happen. you got a couple possibilities. One is the Federal Reserve really raises interest rates big time, which, you know, that could put an end to inflation, but it's going to push us into recession. So you choose which poison you want to deal with, the higher prices or the economy grinding to a halt. But the other problem here, if the Fed doesn't get serious, is you're not just getting price increases anymore. Like for the past year, we've been getting price increases. But starting in April, what we're getting is big price increases on top of last year's big price increases. So it's starting to compound now. Mm-hmm. Even if the percentages start to go down this year, Jimmy Fallon, the compounding of price increase on price increase means your paycheck is going to become nowhere near what you need to spend your money on. So the problem is here to stay unless the Fed decides to send us into recession. Oh, it's such a mess. We're talking to Brian Brenberg if you're just joining us. But when you hear things like, you know, student loan forgiveness. Okay, student loan forgiveness is another outlay of money that will only make the inflation problem worse, no? Yeah, absolutely. There, there's, look, I've been, you know, for, for weeks now talking about the economic argument against student loan forgiveness. They don't matter. This is, there's, this has nothing to do with economics. <laughs> for yeah. the Biden administration, for Congress, this has absolutely zero to do with economics, and that's the first thing you have to understand. There is no economic argument that dis- would dissuade Biden or the Democrats from doing this. It is purely a calculation of the midterm election, and that's all they're going to do. And if they think this can help them, they're going to go with it, and if the country seems to turn against it, they won't. But that's there's just no economics here because every economic argument for student debt relief Fails. It simply doesn't work because everyone knows it's actually a giveaway to those at the top who can afford to pay back their loans, even if they don't want to. That That's the crazy part is that nothing in in this deal would would target the real issue, which is the soaring price yep. of college. 
Like if they wanted to address that, then maybe you got something here. But that doesn't seem to be, you know, a concern at all. They're basically buying votes on the taxpayer dime. It's the thing about the Democrats. I try to really oversimplify this for people, mainly because I have to oversimplify it so I understand it. Is I mean, come on, who are we fooling here, Frenberg? Uh, But the truth is, (laughs) I like how you put that. I love how you put that. (laughs) Yo, someday historians will remember me and say that few people have accomplished more with less. Okay, we did not come into this cable news scouting combine with a lot with with a big list of attributes. We weren't running the cable news equivalent of a four two forty like Bo Jackson. You know what I'm saying? But but you look at you look at all of these government entitlement programs. The Democrats really are, you know, the group of friends that want to send a round of drinks over to that table full of girls, but they don't actually have their wallets with them at the bar. So essentially, we're buying, you know, five $17 Cosmos, and the guys who came up with the idea aren't even going to chip in. Isn't that essentially what this is? No, but but and but they're going to expect everyone at that table to turn around and marry them. I mean, that's that's the crazy <laughs> thing about this. They're going to stick you with the bill, and they expect you to love them in return. This is this is so brazen. I mean, for the the party that talks about being the champions of the working class, being the champions of the little guy, being champions of people sitting around the kitchen table looking for a little breathing room. That's who President Biden said he's the champion of. That's exactly who he's going to stick this college. This college bill, too, the college bill and the graduate school bill, even more for doctors, lawyers, people who went to go get an MBA. Those are the that's whose bills getting paid by student debt forgiveness. And they're sticking it to the people who probably are sitting around the kitchen table saying, I couldn't afford Biden when it was just the price increases. Now you're going to throw a trillion and a half of student debt on my lap. Forget about it. Oh, man, it's bad. That's why I said the other night, the best joke Biden told at the dinner was where he said with a straight face he was running in 2024. I'm like, would you stop it? He won't be running a 5K in 2024. He won't be running water in 2024. Like, would you? Come on, man. With a straight face, I got to play along with that. Uh, but, you know, this is this is why we are where we are as a country right now. It's, you know, it's a bad situation. And I think that, you know, I wanted to bring this up as an econ guy. You know, you're hearing a lot of talk today that, oh, you know, the Democrats leak this SCOTUS draft because they want to shift the conversation I don't think they can, meaning, I, you know, I think more people are affected by a 40-year high in inflation and unaffordable gas and a porous border than they are this abortion rights issue. You know, my hope is yeah. something I tweeted. I'm not proud of this, but my hope is if you really do have to drive to another state to get an abortion, maybe the Democrats will finally focus on gas prices. <laughs> I saw that tweet, and I sent a very inflammatory response, by the way. Just, you whoa, know, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like How did you day. see that tweet? I have you blocked. This is outrageous. I'm kidding. <laughs> you think it's my normal account. I've got all sorts of burner accounts, Jimmy. But, you know, you, you go back through your history and you see. No, I mean, I, I agree with you, actually. I think this Twitter, I think this uh, this abortion issue today is actually going to ex- excite that smaller minority of people who spend all day on Twitter. And they're going to go crazy about it. And the media is going to go crazy about it. Uh, most people are pretty reasonable, and they're going to get it pretty quickly. You know what? If this decision actually happens, if this is what the decision actually is, it sends it back to the states. The states will make decisions, and they'll make a variety of decisions on the issue. But it's not going to change things night and day overnight for people. But inflation's still going to be an ever-present reality, and wow. I, I think you're absolutely right about that. And they're going to look at that. 
and they're going to look at that all the way up into the midterms. I think politicians think people get distracted really, really easily. And look, maybe we do on some things. But when you're talking about bread and butter issues like inflation, like whether or not you have a job and you can pay your bills, there's not a lot that can distract you from that. Yeah, 100 percent spot on. And to be clear, inflation will have no effect on the spread at the Fela House this coming Saturday. It's a bad one. Uh, me and Jenny, because you understand, oh. I'm, lose, I'm, leaving, I'm leaving for Tampa tomorrow. Got to go down to the improv and rough those people up. And by the way, I'm in, like, I'm in heel mode because like my last few stand-up gigs – um, really good crowds. You know, they're showing up now to see me because they know me on the radio and stuff. So when you're on the road, you can really be a little more inflammatory, and they kind of like fighting with you. So I'm going to land at the Tampa Improv and just trash Tom Brady for 45 minutes. It's going to be outrageous. <laughs> and so for that reason, Jenny made me come up, uh, you know, round out the menu today so we know everything is in place in case I don't make it back alive. She can at least show the Brenbergs a nice Saturday. Uh, but it's going to be a, a full-blown hazing ritual. So you tell Timmy and the gang, uh, yeah, they got to get in shape. Oh, we are we are ready to be hazed. I got to tell you, it's a highlight. It's a highlight to be at the Fela's house. You always learn something new about Jimmy Fela when you're sitting in the backyard uh, eating smoked turkey. <laughs> and uh, sometimes you didn't want to learn the thing that you <laughs> you're going to learn it when you go out to Long Island. And uh, so I, I can't wait for that. You know, when you were talking about the uh, the combine for cable news, I was thinking of that Tom Brady combine photo. You know that yes. famous one on Twitter. And I was thinking that's 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 basically what I think what you and I looked like when we showed up for this thing and, and we put on a jersey and somehow it's it's working. I don't know. It's it's just listen. We're just we shouldn't ask any questions. Let's just keep just keep playing good ball. You know what I mean? Just stay focused, Brenberg. Eye on the prize. Uh, listen, man. Uh, I will I will see you Saturday. Saturday, but you've been warned. We have had death row inmates tell us this is too much food. You know, people people literally on their way to the execution chamber were like, no, nah, this is too many calories. So get your game face on, and uh, I will see hey, look, you in the my, my, my Zubas have expandable waist, so we're going to be just fine. It's going down. You're finally going to have a reason to tweet the pregnant man emoji on the plus side. So there you go. Good stuff, man. I'll see you on Strong Island. Good stuff. Later, buddy. All right, we'll see you. See you, Brian. There he goes, the great Brian Bredberg. There we go back after this. Critics are calling it the show of the year. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Trying to have a grown up talk about all the chaos of this country right now. Obviously, the big topic today has been this leaked draft of a SCOTUS opinion that would potentially strike down Roe v. Wade. Now, just understand what this means if you're just tuning into the debate. It means the right to an abortion would be decided by the states, and different states would have different laws. Some might allow it as far as 15 weeks, some allow it as far as 20. But understand, once you get beyond 20, you're on a footing with China, the biggest human rights abuser in the world, which is one of seven other countries, aside from the United States, that allow abortion beyond 20 weeks. So understand, nobody over in Europe, nobody, not Germany, not France, not England. Nobody is allowing abortions beyond 20 weeks. But here in America, you know, we're being told if, you know, you're not on board with that sort of thing. You know, the people on the left, oh, you're, you know, attack, attacking women, you're harming women. and it's you know, They're crazy. They really are. They're all nuts. That's the point. Everybody's nuts. Okay, if you look at the polling on this, there is a compromise available. 
uh, but people don't benefit from compromise in an election year or any year for that matter where people don't want to solve problems. They want to run on them. Okay, if you looked at the polling, 56% of Americans support an abortion in the first trimester. So if you wanted to do this without what feels like a digital civil war on the Internet, okay, you could minimize the window to abortion so people feel like they do have an option. But you could absolutely positively use the scientific evolution that we have witnessed to ascertain when it should absolutely positively no longer be a thing. That would be the compromise version of this, where we didn't have anything else to fight over and we could move on with our lives. But is anybody in Washington looking to compromise? The answer would be no. Of course not, because you can't fundraise off compromise. You can only fundraise off of, these people are the devil, and they're coming for you and your family. So send me some money, damn it, send me some money. That's what's going on in this moment. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hey, girl. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters here in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. In the foil, getting ready to play some old style hockey in this hour of the show. Okay, Mark Wayne Mullen, superstar representative from the second congressional district of Oklahoma, is going to be skating in for a grown up talk about the bombshell leak out of the Supreme Court late last night. Uh, at this point, we do not know who did it, uh, but we do know that Chief Justice uh, Roberts has declared this will not interfere with the work of the court. He has ordered the marshal to launch an investigation, which means the FBI is on the case, which means we'll probably never find out. Man, nobody has any faith in the institutions in this country anymore. It drives me crazy. I really do feel for people. And, you know, a lot of what went on during the Trump years, we were warned, you know, Donald Trump is going to undermine our faith in the institutions said the same Democrats who told us that he wasn't elected legitimately and Russia was in on the deal and he knew he wasn't legitimate. Like, I don't make this stuff up. I'm not like an activist show. I'm a talk show host. Okay, I can play you hours of Democrats saying it was stolen in 2016. As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee and you can have the election stolen from you. Do you agree that Donald Trump is, in effect, not a legitimate president? I think that there's no question that the process that elected him was not legitimate. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. I think the interference, although not yet quantified, uh, if fully investigated, would show that Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. So do you believe President Trump is an illegitimate president? Based on what I just said, which I can't retract. (laughs) (laughs) Trump knows he's an illegitimate president who got illegitimate foreign help. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. You know, you love Judge Jeanine. You just wish she wouldn't hold back so much. But the truth is, when the Democrats launched the Mueller probe, they destroyed so much faith in so many different institutions. Okay, one, 
They attacked the legitimacy of our elections. And make no mistake about it, it went much more in depth than Russia stole the election. Okay, they were saying chapter and verse that the uh, voting machines were hacked. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling this. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines, right, which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were able to easily hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. 43% of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws, including back doors. We know how vulnerable now our systems were. We know, I know the hackathon that took place last year where virtually every machine was broken into fairly quickly. I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines. Um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states. Kamala is a lying sociopath, fact-checked. So let's start here, okay? Because understand, every one of those people who said that 2016 was stolen, they said it every day for four years. And when Trump turned around and said it was stolen, they were like, oh, how dare you? You're going to undermine faith in our democracy. Democrats are so full of crap. And everybody in the media who handed out Pulitzer Prizes for the Mueller probe, something we know was entirely based on opposition research bought and paid for by the Clinton campaign. Everyone in the media was apoplectic that Trump could dare challenge the legitimacy of an election. The media is a bunch of losers. But you understand, they have been damaging faith in our institutions for the better part of five years now. Okay, they did it with the election. They did it with the, you know, the intelligence community. They trotted out members of our intelligence community every day on TV. Guys like James Clapper and John Brennan, you know, remember Adam Schiff, that jackass, would come on TV and say, oh, there's collusion as far as the eye can see. It's everywhere. It's coming out of the manholes. It's like those weirdos in the thriller video. You're just walking home from the theater. All of a sudden, somebody slides open a manhole cover, and there's just collusion marching towards you. It's not good, Michael Jackson. You better be careful. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. But the point is collusion, collusion, collusion. And then when they got under oath and everybody was like, hey, did you see any collusion? They were like, no collusion. So the justice, okay, the justice was not served there in that people won Pulitzer Prizes. They didn't have to give back. The intelligence community uh, eroded our trust in them. You know, the same intelligence community that told us Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. The same intelligence community that told us we should not cover the Hunter Biden story because this was Russian disinformation. Hunter's a dirtbag. We know that to be true. And we had more corroborating evidence on Hunter Biden's laptop in the run-up to the election than we ever did on Russia. Oh, by the way, a lot of that corroborating evidence which was brought forth by Hunter Biden's real-life business partners, said they were given a 10% kickback to Joe Biden. Are you the big man, Joe? Everybody involved said he was. But to this day, the media is really not reporting on the story. 
Okay, the intelligence community hasn't ever written a retraction from those 51 former officials who said this was garbage. The point is all of our institutions are under attack right now. And their faith, our faith in them, the integrity of these institutions, very much hanging in the balance. And when something like this unprecedented leak comes out of the Supreme Court, you need to understand that it's being done specifically to undermine our faith in the Supreme Court. I admire your honesty. Okay, here is Mike Lee from Utah. Okay, and he'll talk about, he was talking to Shannon Bream last night, about how many different attempts to delegitimize the Supreme Court are coming our way between now and the midterms. Okay, one of the big reasons why is Democrats are in favor of packing the court, which would be a big deal for them, because while they still hold that slim majority, they'd like to get through enough justices that would give them a, you know, generational advantage on the court. Okay, but they're also trying to delegitimize it for political reasons, whether they're fundraising off of this potential ruling or whether they're just trying to get out there and undermine, undermine faith in our institutions when it's politically expedient for them. You understand the Democrats are champions of democracy if you're calling one of their victories stolen. But heaven forbid you beat them. Understand the Democrats have challenged the legitimacy of every presidential election they have lost going all the way back to 2000. Okay, 2000, George W. Bush beat Al Gore. Okay, that, of course, was challenged in the highest court in the land. 2004, when John Kerry got his ass handed to him by George W. Bush, they said it wasn't legitimate. People voiced objection to the certification of the Electoral College. Okay, again in 2016, when Hillary lost to Trump, they challenged the certification. In fact, they challenged the very first state, Alabama, in alphabetical order. And understand, Alabama was a state Trump uh, won by about 62 points, but they still went out and challenged it. And again, when Trump did the same, it doesn't make him good, it doesn't make it right. Okay, you shouldn't become the thing you hate. But they were apoplectic when Trump did the same thing they did. And I think Trump was well within his rights to do it because the Democrats had demonstrated over the course of four years that nothing was beneath them when it came to stopping Donald Trump. Just like nothing is beneath them now when it comes to stopping what could ultimately be the repeal of Roe versus Wade. People are like, wow, I can't believe this clerk would break all of these social mores. All of these norms in the court. I can't believe the guy who wants to kill babies is going out there and violating our social etiquette. Like, come on. Is anybody really surprised by this? They will stop at nothing if it means getting their way. If they've got to say the police are systemically racist and we should be cutting their budgets, their funding. And yes, it led into an exponential spike in the murder rate specifically in the black community, they don't care. Do you understand? They don't care. The George Floyd unrest resulted in $2 billion in property damage, mainly to black-owned businesses. They burnt down 100, 100 black-owned businesses in the near north of Minneapolis. Kamala Harris, your vice president, did what? She posted a tweet that's still up to this day admire, you know, advocating for people to bail out those protesters. Okay, they really don't care. There is no dignity. We are living in the death of shame. Here is Mike Lee explaining where this takes us next. It's clip 14. This is absolutely important that we find out who did this and that they receive the appropriate amount of discipline and justice. I I have questions about whether that person should ever be allowed to practice law. Uh, That's something that will be worked out in due time. But I do know this, Shannon. These are very small circles. As a former Supreme Court clerk, I can tell you there are very, very few people 
in that entire building who had access to the opinion. And uh, I'm virtually certain that there are a number of people inside the court right now who have probably figured out who it is. That person needs to be brought to justice and held to, to account for what they did here. Look, this is just a, the first in what I predict will be a series of other attempts to delegitimize the Supreme Court of the United States in the coming months. No question. And basically what he's saying about the leaker is he should be behind bars. Roman jail. Here's Josh Hawley from Missouri laying out what Chief Justice Roberts should do. It's clip 15. And I have to say, I think the Chief Justice tomorrow morning is going to have a lot of work to do on this court. Tomorrow morning, yeah. the Chief Justice of the United States is going to have to convene the justices. He's going to have to convene the clerks and all employees of the court. And he's going to have to say that the leaker needs to come forward. And this is very, very serious. It is an unprecedented breach of the court's confidentiality, and it is plainly meant to corrupt the process within the court. It's an assault on the court, Sean, and it's got to be taken seriously. And the Chief Justice is now going to be the one who has to do this inside the court. No question. Okay, has to be done. Because when you leak something like this, they're leaking it. It's obviously a strategic leak. They're trying to force this conversation. They're trying to create enough of a backlash, both online and in the streets, that these justices are ultimately, you know, influenced by the chaos that will, you know, ensue should they repeal Roe v. Wade. That's what the Democrats do. You know, remember, when we watched the January 6th attacks, something that were hideous. We condemn them in real time. If you are storming the Capitol, you're not a Republican, you're not a Democrat, you're a jackass, okay? But in real time, the Democrats lost their mind. They're like, oh, this is a coup attempt. They're trying to overthrow our government. Yeah, they're not trying to overthrow the government. They were unarmed, okay? You're not attempting to overthrow the most powerful military in the world with nothing but a crazy guy in a Chewbacca bikini. But that's what we got that day. And I condemned it in real time. But the Democrats tried to sell it to us as like unprecedented. Like, oh, we've never seen this kind of violence in Washington before. Wrong. Yo, they attacked the White House to such an extent that the president was forced into a bunker under the White House and derisively referred to as Bunker Boy for the remainder of his presidency. He was like, oh, he ran away. Yeah, because the Secret Service made a determination that they were going to breach the White House. 50 Secret Service agents got treated after being hit with rocks and bricks. Okay, they were tearing down statues. And oh, by the way, they once stormed the Supreme Court during the Kavanaugh hearings. Okay, they have attacked Washington. They have lit the parade route on fire during Trump's inauguration. They have burnt cars along the way. They have ripped up major cities all over this country when the left isn't happy. The, po the party of peace and tolerance gets really violent when they don't get their way. Just like the party that was telling us a week ago. They were telling us a week ago. We're the party of children. That's what they were saying a week ago. Come on, don't bullshit me. But that's exactly what they're saying. Because a week after telling you they're the party of children, they're now willing to burn the whole country down so they can keep on killing children. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Looking for a great deal on some barely used office furniture? 
Come on down to CNN Minus, where the prices are harder to believe than our reporting. You know what? I don't want to call it an alternative reality anymore, because it is not reality. There's nothing real about this. CNN's streaming service went out of business after 27 days. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire, inside a train wreck. And with 300 million flushed completely down the toilet, we're slashing prices and jobs. It's the result of a poisonous stew of social alienation, negative partisanship, severe distrust of news sources. CNN minus, where the only thing lower than the prices are the ratings. And I'm sure there are other factors as well. <laughs> CNN's a bunch of perverts. They really are. Fox Cross America with Jimmy Fallon. We're getting ready to talk with Oklahoma Representative Mark Wayne Mullen. But to CNN's credit, I know we spend a lot of time bashing them. Even Jeffrey Tubin spoke to the unprecedented nature of this Supreme Court leak. It's clip 13. There has never been a leak anything like this. There's never been a leak of a vote, much less an actual opinion, much less in a case of this significance. Uh, it, it, uh, it's really going to be an interesting question. Uh, putting aside so much about this, what this means for the institution of the Supreme Court, you know, what it means for the respect that the justices and the court's decisions are held. The idea that a, a, a decision of this magnitude could leak um, is really a shattering experience for the justices and the court. This is politics as usual. It was pure politics, but this move was so brazenly political that even a guy like Jeffrey Tubin is having a hard time dealing with it. Although, to be fair, he has a hard time dealing with most things. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Somebody showed me that clip earlier. Like, Jeffrey Tubin needs to get a grip. I'm like, I think the problem is he already has one. Uh, I think he needs to let go, if we're going to be honest about this. Uh, but he's right to say that this is unprecedented in our nature. We're now, it's a guerrilla warfare version of politics now. This is not the old political discourse where, you know, we politely agree to disagree and everything in between. Like what's going on in Washington right now today is the antithesis of everything my radio show stands for. I told you the day we launched it, I tell you every day to the point of exhaustion. My job is to get everybody to calm down. That's what I always say. We want to be like a force multiplier of positive energy where we can agree to disagree and you can have one opinion, I can have another, and the country will be fine. <laughs> Not even a little. Okay, it's a bag of cats out there on social media and in the world. They're protesting outside the Supreme Court, yelling and screaming about the justices. There's going to be hell to pay. All kinds of fundraising emails going out. They are talking right now about everything except the babies. That's true. That is true. Again and again and again. If this point's going to come up, if somebody makes me talk about it on TV, I'm going to talk about the science because the science here tells us a lot more than it told us 50 years ago when they passed Roe. Okay, and in this instance, Mark Wayne Mullen, who is a father of six, three biological children, three he adopted, uh, this guy is as, as invested in this issue as anyone could be and as well-versed in what they're attempting to do to the court right now as anyone is. And we're going to have a grown-up conversation about what's going on because what's going on in this moment is complete and total garbage. I agree with that. Man, oh boy, oh man. Back after this on Fox Across America. <laughs> It's America's life coach, 
Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We're coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. We're broadcasting all over the country, all around the world. But if you happen to be down in Oklahoma, listening on KRMG in Tulsa, or you're down in OK City, listening on 96.9 The Eagle, uh, you will recognize the voice of this next man who is making another return to our show. I don't know who his, po- his uh, publicist is, but this guy is clearly asleep at the wheel. Mark Wayne Mullen, back on the show. Hey, man. What's going on, Jimmy? It's always good to be with you. You ain't kidding, man. I'm, I'm happy to have you back. What happened? Did, did your comms guy go out drinking again? What happened? <laughs> well, I think every time they uh, they get mad at me because I push back on my schedule, I pop up the next day and I, you're on my schedule. So I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how that works. <laughs> uh, good for you. Good for you. I laugh. Uh, listen, man, it's a good day to have you on. Uh, you, of course, are father of six. Uh, we have discussed this in the in the past. You know, what's so interesting about this unprecedented SCOTUS leak is that the people yelling and screaming right now about the status quo with our abortion laws really never take the time to note that our abortion laws are amongst the most extreme in the world. In fact, only eight other countries, China being one of them, actually has abortion beyond 20 weeks. And you yourself, you you have implemented or at least introduced, I believe, a bill that would curb partial birth abortion. No. Yeah, we what we introduced was um, a partial birth abortion is murder act, uh, mm-hmm. and the reason why we put that out was, and this is before the leak came out of SCOTUS last night, which is if it's true is remarkable. I mean, can you think about how many uh, how many millions of babies are going to literally be saved, and how many future world changers and leaders are going to be saved by that? Mm-hmm. And what our point was is when we put out the partial birth abortion act is murder was in response to the five partial birth babies that were found in Washington, D.C. I mean, found. I mean, yeah. They were found. It was, it was like they were discarded of. Yeah. And right now, the, the, the maximum sentence for, for killing a baby that is partially birthed, meaning that they're halfway out of the birthing canal, uh, and they, they, they literally take a scissors and they, they, they sever their spinal cord, um, and, and that's how they kill the baby. Uh, they, they, right now, the maximum sentence for that is two years. I mean, that's murder. It's yeah. max, maximum sentence is two years, and most people just get a fine or a slap on the wrist for it, especially if you're in Washington, D.C., which is an extremely liberal territory of the United States. Um, and what we did is we said it's a minimum five-year and a maximum lifetime sentence uh, for partial birth. And that was before we, you know, what happened last night. And, and, and just think about what happened last night. You have you have these the socialists, these leftists, that are losing their ever-loving mind over the fact that we're trying to save babies. But just last week, these same socialist leftists uh, couldn't even define what a woman was. And now they're, now they're saying it's all about women's rights. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. Yeah, no, it's, in, it's, it's insane how transactional they are when it comes to biology. Um, if you're just talking to us, Representative Mark Wayne Mullen from the 2nd Congressional District of Oklahoma is on the line. Um, but when we talk about biology, when we talk about science, uh, we do know that, you know, if you look at the polling on abortion rights, it falls off a cliff after the first trimester. And I think the science we have at our disposal is so drastically evolved from where it was 50 years ago that I think your party would be right to take on this fight. Like, do you believe Republicans right. are willing to fly into the storm on this one? Because the Democrats fight dirty and they're going to try to you do you do feel confident about that. I, Jimmy, I feel like we're ready and primed for this fight. This gives us hope. 
This gives us an opportunity. As, as, as frustrating as things are around the around the country right now, as, as upside down Biden's administration has taken this country, um, this gives us Republicans, those that are fighting for the sanctity of life, this gives us a an, ener- an energized uh, a, a amount of, uh, of of promotion to be able to go out and truly fight. For this, it is it without question will motivate our base. We're not going to sit back and be idle. It's not okay to be passive anymore. A lot of times, Republicans can be passive. We're not going to be passive on this issue. We're fighting for the life of an unborn child, and we have an opportunity to win that fight. And if this leak is true, then we then there's no way any of us, if we ever, if we called ourselves 100% pro-lifers. Uh, trying to protect uh, the sanctity of an unborn child, then there's no way any of us can sit idle and sit in our living room. We've got to get out and make sure that this stays the law and that the, this goes back to the state's rights. But unfortunately, you hear like uh, uh, the governor from Minnesota, Governor uh, Walls, who goes out and says, not on my watch. On my watch, we're still going to have abortions, which basically means on my watch, we're still going to kill babies. Wow. Um, think that, that That's what makes me thankful that I'm from Oklahoma. That's why I, I'm excited the fact that I get to represent the great state of Oklahoma, because we're going to protect those next those next leaders and world changers. Yeah, I've listened. God, Godspeed to you on that mission, man, because— you know, what they try to do in this instance, they're very reductive in, in this Democratic fight process. Like now, right now, you know, after a year of forcing people to get a vaccine, whether they wanted to or not, we're back to my body, my choice, which seems a little oh, yeah. laughable. It, isn't that how fast that changes? It's crazy, man. It's so crazy. And a lot of people do see through it. Um, but I don't know that they have the self-awareness to realize that. But I think the bigger issue now is the attack on the legitimacy of the court here, I think, is only going to grow bigger between now and the midterms. Um, is there a world because the majorities are so thin right now for the Democratic Party? Is there a world where they revisit court packing because of this? Sure. I, I think there's two things that's going to that's probably going to take place if, if this is if this is. Is accurate. Once again, we don't know that yeah. it's 100% accurate, mm-hmm. but I believe because of the distinct language that they use from uh, um, uh, from the court, I believe more than likely it is it probably is um, is is actually a true document that was released. Mm-hmm. I I believe what's going to probably take place in this case is that they're definitely going to go back and revisit the court uh, and and see about stacking the court again. This is why I think it's vitally important right now that they go ahead and they release it. If this document was actually from the court, they need to go ahead and release it now, mm-hmm. and um, and then they, and that way the court won't be swayed or changed. What's going to happen in, in, in the halls of Congress, I bet you, is that they're going to go back and try to stack the courts, and they're also going to try to make this legislation law. Instead of just having the court row, uh, rule on row be weighed, they're going to try making it the law of the land by pushing it through the House which they will pass it through the House. They'll probably I – would, I wouldn't be surprised if they blow up uh, the 60-vote margin and just go by simple majority in the Senate mm-hmm. and do a 51-vote a uh, rule on this one and try to get the president to sign it into law and change it that way, which would be devastating if they do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but 
Uh, that's why I said all along when I first came on your show the first time, that's why I said that the, our fight now is in the Senate. That's why I want to go to the Senate mm-hmm. uh, and it, because that's where the next fight's going to be, and we're going to be fighting for this, I believe, in the Senate. A hundred percent. We're talking to Representative Mark Wayne Mullen, who is, of course, a representative from the 2nd Congressional District of Oklahoma and running for Senate in that fine state. So if you're listening on KRMG, if you're listening on 96.9 The Eagle, uh, heed this man's words because someone who fights for the unborn Okay, I have to tell you, they they are the one group that doesn't have a lobbyist group for all intents and purposes. And I keep hearing all of these things about, you know, the woman's rights and everything in between. But, you know, that baby has rights. And I know a lot of people side with you on that. And it's about time we had a scientific conversation because so much of these heated issues are usually made to go away because there's enough of a backlash in the court of public opinion that a lot of people back down. You know, if you're not backing down, and, you know, you've got the numbers behind you, you know, then you really do belong in the Senate on those grounds alone. But let me ask you this one other thing, because if it comes back to a state's rights issue, which is where ultimately where this would lead. OK, this is not the ban on abortion. Democrats are positioning it as. So what is their concern if it does come back to states rights? Because most of the blue states are probably still going to have some form of abortion. Well, if they, but if it comes back to states' rights, then they're not going to be able to go in and sue every state that 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 bars or uh, or goes against abortion. Right now, they always go back and sue because the court's on their side. Uh-huh. So they'll eliminate that, um, and then the blue states will still be killing their children, and we'll be holding on to our children in the red states. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's why I think they're going to go after legislation. I believe they're going to go after the legislative side of things, and they can do that. Keep in mind, they control. You have one majority rule in the Washington D.C. right now. It's Democrats. That's why we're in such a huge mess that we have. Yep. Uh, and and so that's what the fight is. Yes, we're going to protect our, protect them in Oklahoma. We're going to protect them in our red states. But uh, but that's still not good enough. I, I want to protect the babies, the unborn child that live in California, that lives in Minnesota, that lives in Oregon, that lives in and in, in Massachusetts, that lives in New York. I want to protect those babies too. Yeah. But I'm 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 happy that we get the advance that we're going to move it here to to the states' rights too. But that's the fight's not over at that point. We no. got to protect all the unborn children. And as a father of six, and we have, I tell people we have three, three that um, that was um, uh, that we really didn't have a choice on, and three we got to choose because we had three <laughs> biological and three that uh, that was, that um, uh, was that we adopted. Mm-hmm. I promise you that there's people that's going to love those kids. Mm-hmm. And the only option that you think you have is to kill that baby isn't right because yeah. I, I couldn't imagine loving any more children or any any child more than I love all six of my kids, regardless of how they came to us. Yeah, and, and we got to give every child the opportunity to succeed in life. That's that's what that's what it's all about. And and that fight doesn't end just because it goes to the state. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I I agree with you there. And and speaking as a fellow parent, we only have the one kid. Uh, the state didn't want us to have two. Um, they saw, the, <laughs> you know, you see that they they saw that first report card and they sent us the address of an animal shelter. They were like, you guys should get a dog, maybe a cat or something and just lay low. Stop reproducing, would you? Uh, but I think <laughs> I think other parents are nodding their head. Yes. at everything you say, I think you're spot on and absolutely right. So listen, man, you got your work cut out for you this week because it, it's, it's always uh, a mud slinging free for all in D.C., uh, but it's going to be a dirty yeah. week. So get your game face on because it's a no holds barred. You're going steel cage match this week, my man. Well, fortunately, I've been in a cage a few times in, in, in my past life, so I, I'm, I'm good there. And listen, if other people want to join us too and yep. join this fight for us to take back America, join us at Mullen 
MullenForAmerica.com. That's our that's our our Senate uh, website, Mullen for America, because we are fighting for the whole country. Mm-hmm. And and Jimmy, we appreciate you fighting too for us. I mean, you you bring a sense of humor to it, which we appreciate. But I know you're serious and dead serious down deep. And I I, I tell you what, I love your show and and the ability you allow me to come on and talk to you every now and then. Listen, you read that exactly the way I wrote it, so I'll send you the campaign donation later. Thank you for saying that, my man. <laughs> I kid. Oh yeah, anytime. Uh, All right, we'll talk again. Be good. I'll see you. There he goes, Representative Mark Wayne Mullen, a candidate for Senate in the great state of Oklahoma. Uh, a guy I've had on quite a bit lately, not just because we're blowing up on two phenomenal stations down in Oklahoma, but because this is one of those issues to me as a parent. Um, man, the abortion issue is something I have evolved on, just so we're clear here. I, you know, I tell you guys everything about me, and you have the highest security clearance in my life. And, uh, you know, until I actually had a child and held an unborn child in my hands and had that moment of like, my God. The insanity of this, you know, how innocent, how vulnerable this little life is. You've heard me liken an un, a newborn baby to, you know, taking a MacBook Pro out of the packing peanuts. You've got this, you got this new computer in your hands, and you realize it's never downloaded a single solitary thing. You are responsible for everything it downloads, for how it develops, for how it ages, for how it evolves, for how much it gets taken care of, for how much self-sufficiency it's actually taught. You yourself, you know, and I say this a lot, like, you know, a lot of parents don't like hearing this, but the truth is like if, you know, your kid is an a-hole, nine times out of ten, so are you. Because we have so much say over the development of our children, but when you're holding them, in that instance where they are so profoundly vulnerable, um, it's it's impossible in that moment to say, yeah, yeah, we should be ab- aborting these things, these vessels, these little wonderful beings of joy uh, when they're in that state. And what we're talking about with the current status quo of abortion is infanticide, okay, again and again and again. Okay, when you look at where we are comparative to the rest of the world, we are one of only eight countries that allow for abortion beyond the first trimester. Okay, and I'm all for protecting life. And it's because of that evolution. When I was a young kid, I could have went in either direction on abortion. I really didn't give anything a lot of thought for that matter. I mean, abortion to me would have just been an item of convenience. And I don't think people would have understood. And you can think whatever you want of me, but that's literally what I was. was, You know, that was my flippant take on anything in the world. Dude, it was a crazy person. I say this every day, like, I can't believe I'm alive. I actually can't believe I'm alive. It's fascinating to me. But the point is, when it comes to, you know, protecting life, I think if you've ever been fortunate enough, if you've been blessed enough from the Lord to have the opportunity to actually raise a child, to actually, you know, have have your wife give birth or your girlfriend or your fiance or whoever it is uh, can give birth to that child. <laughs> Every, everyone except a man. I admire your honesty. Okay. Did you notice there are no men speaking up today about losing their right to choose? Because they can't actually have babies. But we were being told up until a week ago that they could. They were birthing persons. They were people who could give birth. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Well, they have stopped selling that crazy. It is all back to women's rights. 
because it turns out there is a thing such as biology when it's a political liability for the Democrats. Three weeks ago, you had a Supreme Court nominee tell you with a straight face that she could not define a woman. Well, apparently somebody sent Ketanji Brown Jackson down to study hall because in this moment, every single solitary member of the Democratic Party seems to suddenly know what a woman happens to be. Democrats are so full of crap. You're listening to the hottest show in the country. Our country is in serious trouble. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Then and now. Sing-alongs then. Okay, so this next verse is just the boys. And then we'll do just the girls. Okay, one, two, three. Sing-alongs now. Okay, this next verse will be just the boys. Then we'll do just the girls. Then we'll do just the theys. Then we'll do just the thems. Then just the non-binary cisgender men. Then just the non-binary cisgender women. Then we'll do just the gender fluid his, followed by the gender fluid hers. Where'd the piano player go? I knew I couldn't trust that they. <laughs> it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fela. And yes, the sing-alongs were getting complicated, but biology making a strong comeback today on the Twitter all over Washington, D.C., where everybody suddenly knows what a woman is again. Remember women? So not too long ago they were a thing in our society. Okay, well, women are back. Women's rights to choose, women's reproductive rights. Those are real hot topic trending terms all over Washington, D.C. as we speak. As the guy who's in the perspective business, okay, what I want everybody listening to understand is, Okay, if we strike down Roe at a SCOTUS level, it is going to return to the states, which means each individual state is going to have the right to vote on it and make a decision on what the limitations to abortion might be should their state legislature, should their voters choose to implement one. This is not what it's being sold as. Therefore, we should be having a very reasonable discussion because we know a lot now about science. We know a lot about the viability of a fe- of a fetus, of a baby in the womb. And if we were really genuinely decent humans and we wanted to redeem this generation for all the filth that it really has dredged up, uh, we should have that honest conversation about the science and find a happy medium here. That would be my hope. I'm not eternally optimistic, but I do plan to be back here tomorrow to try this again. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.